and we are live. Okay, new Mishnah. A couple of lines from the bottom of the base on the base. Chamor, a donkey, Yoitibumer Das, can go out wearing a saddle blanket, a saddle cloth, right? Uh, donkeys get cold. Something is going to keep coming up in this coming death. Donkeys apparently are very, uh, very cold animals. They're constantly getting cold. So, um, you might want to put a blanket on them on occasion. So, um, you have the right to put the to let the donkey go out bearing its blanket. That doesn't count as the donkey carrying a load on Shabbos. Bizman Shurubai, and that is specifically when the saddle cloth is tied onto the donkey. Right? Because in general there are two there are two concerns we're gonna run into throughout the parak. We really ran into them already a little bit. We start off the parak talking about the issue of Masui of a load, right, of an of an animal bearing something, carrying something that it doesn't need to be carrying on Shabbos, which is a problem of um, of Shavisas uh, Behemta, a person is responsible to ensure that his animal, as it were, keeps Shabbos, right? And then there's a secondary issue, one could argue is uh, perhaps more important, but it's less Hummer, it's only a Darabana, presumably, which is what happens if you're out with your animal and something falls off the animal? So you're likely to just pick that thing up and keep walking. That's what you would do during the weekday, and you're very likely to do the same thing. Um, you're very likely to do the same thing on Shabbos. So that's the second concern that we're going to run into a little more today um, of animals wearing things, even things that technically they should be permitted to walk around with in Rosh Hashanah. Says the Gemara, Zicharim, what Zicharim? Literally, anyway. My Wi-Fi keeps cutting in and out, and I don't know if you're hearing me. Did you have? I saw that my Wi-Fi just cut out. What did you miss? Oh, thirty seconds. Thirty seconds, huh? Okay, let me see what happens. Not so great. Okay, can you hear me now? Hello? Baruch. Can you hear me? Okay. All right. I'm gonna to stick to data for now. Something's up with my Wi-Fi, but data isn't great either. So let's see how things go. Um, okay. So as you we were saying, right? Zecharim yaitzin levuvin. What does that mean? Zecharim means males. Now, of course, but in this context, zecharim means uh, rams, male sheep. Yaitzin levuvin. They can go out. Um, with something called levuvin, which we're going to talk about. The Gemara is going to explain exactly what that is. We're going to now have a whole bunch of terms that we don't actually uh, immediately know the translations for. Recheilois, use, E-W-E's, yoitzais, shechuzais, kevulais, ukevunais. All these words the Gemara is going to explain. Ha'izin, goats, and finally another one, yoitzais, 
Tsururoi. So this is female goats, they can go out Tsururoi. Tsururoi means tied up. And Rashi explains their, um, their, uh, their udders, the goats' udders, they would, they, would, they would on occasion tie up their udders. Why did they do that? Two reasons, Rashi says. One is sometimes they wanted to force an end to lactation. Why would they do that? Either because they wanted the, uh, the animals to get pregnant. Right, they wanted to breed more goats. Oh, one of those days, huh? Yeah, you've got kind of red red bars saying that your bandwidth is low. I don't know. You don't have a good network connection there. Um. Yeah, I'm not sure if this is like a a me issue or a. Where are the bars, Baruch? Can I see the bars? Okay, let's try like this, and otherwise I'm not sure. Might just have to record it and send it to you, because we'll be going all day at this rate. Um, okay, so let me know if I cut out again. Um, right, so the they would tie up the, uh, the udders of the female goats in order to stop lactation to uh, let them continue breeding if you wanted to breed more goats or alternatively um, sometimes they would tie up their uh, udders so they wouldn't lose the milk so they would get home and they would have a full uh, a full udder to milk okay so that is permissible the animals can go out like that Rebiyasi forbids all of these things except for this practice of kevunais, which again we don't know what that is yet. We're going to have it explained to us. Rabbi Yehuda Aimer izim yotzeis tsururois, right? Liyavesh avaloi lechalif. Izim can go out, goats can go out tied up. Liyavesh to cease to stop um, milk production avaloi, or could be truly lechalif, not to preserve their milk. Not to preserve their milk. Why? Rashi explains because these are two different types of knots, two different types of uh, ties that are used depending on the scenario. In the scenario where you're trying to stop the lactation, so that's a very tight knot. We're not worried that the, uh, the thread or whatever, the, uh, the strap is going to fall off. However, in the, uh, the milk stopping situation, often that's, everybody knows you're trying to preserve the milk. If you just want the milk to not drip out, you're going to tend to tie it not as tightly and it's likely the strap will fall off and you'll come to carry says the Gemara all these cases right or let's start with the first case uh, the Mardas I don't say all the cases but the Mardas um, uh, the saddle blanket the saddle cloth has to be tied onto the animal the donkey may Erev Shabbos on Erev Shabbos you can't tie a saddle cloth on on Shabbos Right, that makes sense. That adds up. That seems to 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 uh, to work well with the language of our Mishnah. Right, um, or rather, the, this this Mishnah is not the obviously the one we just read. It's a Mishnah in our park towards the end of the park. A donkey cannot go out 
with a blanket at a time that it's not tied on to him. So it says the Gemara, hey, he done. hold on a second. What do you mean at a time when it's not tied on to him? Elay, Mishaynik, Shur, like, wow. If it's just kind of balancing the blanket on its back, it's not tied on at all. So Pshita, it's obvious. That's a no-brainer. Anytime you have something on an animal that could easily fall off, that easily you could end up carrying it in Rosh Hashanah, that's always a problem. Okay? Maybe it's going to fall off and you end up carrying it. The case must be, right? So what do you mean, what are we coming to say at a time that it's not tied on? We mean that it's not tied on from Erev Shabbos. So we see clearly that the Reisha, that our case, deals with the case, deals with the situation that the, uh, the uh, blanket is tied on to the animal from Erev Shabbos. And the, 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 the reasoning for that is that if the, um, if the, if the blanket is tied on from Erev Shabbos, I was here, strange sounds for my kid. If the blanket is tied on from Erev Shabbos, um, then it's essentially uh, the animal's clothes. But if it's not tied on from Erev Shabbos, then it has more of a, it gives, it gets, gives more of a, a, a burden vibe, and if it's something that it's been wearing all day, so uh, so you can argue that it's it's clothes that's there to keep it warm. Okay, tiny nami hachi. We learn this in the brace as well. Chamor yitzim mardas b'smanchik shul amir of shabbos. An animal goes out. A donkey may go out with a blanket as long as the blanket has been tied on from Erev Shabbos, and not with a saddle, even though that the saddle, even though the saddle, um, even if the saddle was cinched, was attached um, from Erev Shabbos, that is not acceptable, that you can't do. Uh, you can use an ukif, a saddle, you can put a saddle on a donkey as long as you put it on before Shabbos. You can tie it on before Shabbos. As long as you don't uh, cinch it under the belly. As long as you don't pass one of the straps under its tail. Because those two methods of tying on a saddle, those are really reserved. Those are very evidently for loading of the animal. In this scenario, why are we putting a saddle on an animal on Shabbos? That's a good question, right? You're not supposed to be walking around with a, a loaded animal on Shabbos. So what indeed is the reasoning for putting the saddle on? So the reason these people are trying, uh, the characters in our story, are trying to put saddles on an animal is uh, presumably for additional warmth. Right? They're just trying to find this something they have around the house that they can put on the donkey when they're trying to put another layer on it. So it has to be very evidently, even Rosh Hashanah who permits it, it says it has to be very evidently not for the purpose of uh, of loading up the animal. Okay. Um, okay, says the Gemara. Bo minei Rav Asi bar Nosan is it permissible to put a blanket on a donkey on shops? On my leg, to put it on, on shops, right? I'm only motu, so that's fine. On my leg, what's the difference between this and an ukif 
And the saddle, we know that a saddle is not permissible. We have a, a clear rice that it says it's not permissible. Ishtik, he didn't say anything. So Eisvei, so he assumed, because he was quiet, he assumed it was that he was he didn't care about what he said. He, just, he wasn't bothered by the kasha. Right? So Eisvei, he asked a more specific question. Ukev shel gabi chamor, lo Right? If an animal has a saddle on its back. A chamor has a, a donkey has a saddle on its back. You can't remove it. Let's say you want to remove it. Why do you want to remove it? To cool the donkey down. Maybe the donkey is hot. So... You can't remove it with your hand. You kind of march the animal rapidly back and forth in the courtyard until it slips off. Apparently, that's the nature of these saddles. They would slip off. So, what do we see? It falls by itself. says the Gemara, You have said that you cannot remove the saddle from the donkey. You really think that uh, you can't put the put the saddle on? Right, so, excuse me, do you really think that you can put a saddle on? So again, he's saying, if I can't put a saddle on, I shouldn't be able to put a blanket on. What's the difference between a blanket and a saddle? Says the Gemara. Says says to him, leave him alone because he's hauled like his Rebbe. The Amr of Chiyabarashi, Amr Rav, right? This is the opinion of Rav. Toilin traxel a behema. Bishabbos v'kavachem l'mardas. You can put a traxel. What's a traxel? Traxel is a basket which is very similar to what's called in English a nose bag. It's a it's an attachment that you can kind of tie on to the animal's face, basically, and it's full of food, and it's just kind of a good way to keep the animal happy. It's not a strict necessity. Um, it just makes its life easier. It doesn't have to dip down its head to, to, to eat from the ground. It can happily just uh, walk around holding its head high and eating constantly. Um, I think they have products like that for people now. So, um, uh, so that the opinion of Rav is that you can put a trascal, you can put a, 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 such a nose bag on your animal, and and you can certainly put a blanket on it. Right? You can do all types of things to make your animal comfortable on Shabbos. Now, says the Gemara, right? That's Rav's, that's Rav's explanation. Rav says, if I can put trash, if I can put a uh, a feeding bag on my animal, which is clearly only just for the animal's comfort, for the animal's luxury. Right? It's just, it's, it's fun, it's nice, it's not a strict necessity. So certainly in a scenario where the animal is cold, I can put a blanket on it. If I can, take, if I can give the animal specifically pleasure, then I can certainly, um, re- if I, then I can certainly relieve its tire, I can certainly relieve its discomfort. Shmuel Amars, that's Rav's name. Shmuel says, Mardas, Motor, Traskolosser, Rani Mardas. A, uh, a cloth, a blanket is permissible because that's tzar, that's discomfort. But traskel, a, f- a feed bag, that's forbidden. That's awesome. Right? That's a little too much. Uh, an animal, that's just pleasure for the animal. You know, that's not a strict necessity, so it begins to shift in the direction of being a uh, a masu, a lewd. So, um, says the Gemara, also, Rechiyabar Yosef, Bar Yosef said Rav's version of the Allah. A Rav who said you can use, you can put a traskel, you can put a feedback on the animal. And he recited it in front of Shmuel. It seems like maybe Shmuel and Rav were not in the same place when this discussion happened. Amalei, 
Abba, if, right, this is Shmuel referring to Abba, uh, to, to Rabba's Abba, as we saw elsewhere. Um, if uh, if this is what Abba, literally, father said, right, so you have a backhanded compliment, right? He said that if the Chashiv Rebbe said this, right, then he doesn't know anything about a Chashavish. Right, he wasn't too happy with Rav's uh, take on things. It doesn't make any sense. So, he saw the Kerbzeda, when Rebzeira left Ashkechele Rav Binyamin Bar Yefes, the Yosef Akamal Shmei Der Yechon Noist Mardas Al Gabi Al Gabi Chamor Al Gabi Chamor B'Shas. He found Rebinyam Bar Yefes when he left from some one place and went to a different place. He encountered Rebinyam Bar Yefes, and he was reciting a teaching from Rebbe Yechonon. Presumably, it means he was going to Eretz Yisrael. I don't know. So he went to Eretz Yisrael. Um, and Nisim Ardas Al Gabi Chamor B'Shas that you can put a blanket on a donkey. Amar Leiv Yiyasher. Right, good job. Yasher is like Yasher Koychacha. Right, good job. Mechayin Tirgum Aryuch Bevavel. And this is how Aryuch, where Aryuch I think is a Persian word, and it means you know the boss, big big guy, good, <laughs> strong person, basically. And that's how Aryuch uh, explained this. Uh, this is how this is what Aryuch taught as well in Baba. Says the Gemara Aryuch Manu, who's the big chief? Who are we referring to when we say Aryuch? That's Shmuel. That's Shmuel. This is more of a Rav Nami Yomer. It's not really specifically Shmuel. Rav also agrees that a Mardas, that a blanket is permissible to put on a donkey on Shabbos. The only difference is that uh, they, they differ over the, the feedback, but not over the blanket. Says the Gemara, Al-Shamid Ha-Messayim Be'eve Ein Teilun Traskel B'Shabbos. He heard him saying, however, Ein Teilun Traskel B'Shabbos. You can't put on a feedback. So when he heard that, he said, ah, right, good job. Right, good job, because you're saying like Shmuel. Shmuel specifically held that even though it's permissible, to uh, to put a blanket on the animal, you cannot put the feet back. Okay. The kuli amaviyos. Everyone agrees merdas mutter. Rav and Shmuel both agree that a merdas that a blanket is permissible. So what's ultimately the answer? Why is the difference between a blanket? What is the difference between a blanket and a saddle? That's the Gemara. Shani hasam the efshir the Like we said earlier, technically a saddle is able to fall off the animal on its own. Right? We said. That, that if you find your animal wearing a saddle and you want to remove it on Shabbos, you march it back and forth in the chatzar until the saddle falls off. So we see that these saddles, donkey saddles, can fall off. Given that that's the case, it's very, very worried about permitting you to go out in public with your saddle donkey. Okay? Um, okay. Papa says, because there are two different reasons... Uh, there are two different uh, halachas that we're talking about over here. Lichamama, right? In, or, in order to uh, warm up the animal, is tzaira. There, there is tzaira. There is discomfort. So, right, if you're trying to warm it up uh, because it's cold, so that's permissible, right? No matter what the uh, the uh, article of clothing that you're putting on is. Um, uh, tzaira. If you're trying to cool it down, then you're making a mistake. Donkeys, that's not real tzaira. Donkey, do, donkeys don't need your help to cool down. Okay. I don't know uh, why that's the case, but they knew a lot more about donkeys than I do, that's for sure. Um, uh, 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 that's what people say. A donkey is always hot, even is always cold, excuse me, even during Tammuz, even the height of the summer, donkeys are always cold. So you never need, a donkey never needs your help to cool down. All right? Not like a horse. Mace Fay. The more I ask, has sus bizan of shul. 
a horse should not go out with a foxtail. They would put a foxtail on a horse to protect from Einar. Veloib is a harushabeneno, and not with the red thread which is placed between its eyes again. I think it's an Einhara type of thing. Loyete has Zav the kiss shaloy, a Zav who's wearing a kiss, something we discussed before. Um, the bag that he would wear on his body to catch and measure the amount of ziva he was producing. And goats can't go out with the pouches that are affixed to their udders. And a cow cannot, cannot go out with the muzzle that is on its mouth. And not foals, but And foals can't go out with their feed bags. And an animal, any animal, is not allowed to go out with a shoe, like a horseshoe. Those are also, uh, those are likely to fall off. Veloi bekamea, and not with an amulet. Athalpi shehumumche, even if the amulet is known to protect from sickness. Okay? Vizu, and this, presumably this is referring to the amulet. Chaymer mi behema, bebehema mi ba'adam. This is what is more chaymer when it comes to an animal over a person. It can go out with a bandage or poultice which is on top of a wound. Or with a splint which is on a broken limb. Or a shilya, a, a amniotic sac which is on its way out, hanging out. You can stuff its bell so that the bell doesn't ring. And then it can walk around, it can run around and play uh, with the bell on in its in the courtyard. And there are a lot of different halachas that are at play over here. It's not our subject right now, so I'm not going to... Um, be, we're not going to be able to get into it, we don't have time. Um, but the focus is, the Gemara says, what, what, do we, what do we find? What is the most important point that the Gemara is uh, quoting from this place? Katani minas, the loy sayachin, falls, baby horses, um, cannot go out, but trascal and with their uh, with their um, with their feedbacks, the Rishusarabim, the who deloy habuchotzer shapidami. My love, right now they're allowed to go out to the chotzer. They're allowed to go out in the um, in the uh, um, in the uh, in your own courtyard. So Katani, uh, so Katani, let's say I'm just going to reveal the Rishusarabim. Rishusarabim who deloy habuchotzer shapidami. My love. Presumably, we're talking about gedolim. In other words, the uh, the foals are not newborn foals; they're just, you know, young horses. And why then are we allowing them to go out with feed bags? Because just like adult horses, they like their feed bags. Feed bags are nice. And we see, nonetheless, we see that um, you're allowed to attach such a feed bag to an animal. Um, such a, you're allowed to attach a feed bag to an animal for timing purposes, and it's not mechamer, right? It's not driving your animal around with a load. It's not a violation of Shvisas Behemtoi, because it's nice, it's pleasant for the animal. So Shmuel's wrong, we see that Shmuel's wrong. Says the Gemara, no, loy b'kitanim, we shouldn't say, right? The, the case is actually, they're little newborn foals, and it's actually genuinely hard for them to bend down and eat from the ground, so it's actually, it's Mishum Tsar, and it's permissible. Take Nami, that actually makes sense, says the Gemara, the Katani, Dumya the Kamea, because we said it in the same breath as a Kamea, as an amulet, an amulet is there to relieve sickness. Amulets are not there for fun, and therefore, Shmami, no, we see that this, the subject, the purpose here, is 
in order to relieve this comfort. Okay. You can't use an amulet even though it's mumcha, it's known to heal. I don't know how you establish empirically with the scientific method that an amulet heals. Um, maybe it means we have a receive messiah that this amulet works. I don't know. I don't really, not in the amulet business. Um, the Mara says, didn't we learn? We have elsewhere in reference to human beings. A person can go out in public with a with a with a with a kamea with an amulet as long, right? He, or rather, he's not allowed to go out if it's not mumchev. It's not proven to work. Come mumchev, but if it is proven to work, shabbat. I mean, that's fine. Says the Gemara, right? Hachanami uh, sheinu mumchev. You're right. We're actually talking about in our case with the animal. We're talking about a kamea sheinu mumchev, an unproven kamea, an unproven amulet. Says the Gemara. What are you talking about? For afal pishu The Mishnah says straight up. Uh, the Brisa rather says, "Afal even though, right, even if it is proof." Says the Gemara, "Mumcha la'adam ein mumcha It's an it's a it's an amulet which we know works for people, but we don't know if it works for animals. Okay. This is more miyukum mumcha la'adam loyev mumcha la'behema. Is there such a thing? Is there really such a thing as an amulet which is effective for uh, people and not animals? Says the Gemara, "In adam this like mazla, a person who has mazl." Now that. Would we tend to assume the word mazel means uh, astrological assistance. Rashi says that, however, that it means that uh, people have uh, divine help. They have malachim that are looking out for them. So, right? Animals do not have that type of uh, um, ambassadorship in the heavens, so therefore, uh, they're, at, they're not necessarily able to, uh, the, the amulets to work for people, which might not be strong enough for animals, interestingly. Okay, and I don't know anything about animals. Says the Gemara, Ihachi, Adam. So the Gemara says, We said, we commented right afterwards, we said, This is the Chaymer Adam. This is the sense in which animals are more Chamor, have a higher standard than people. That's not really true because the standard is actually the same. If the amulet is known to work, right, then you can carry it, then the animal can go out wearing the amulet. If not, not, right? So that ultimately, you, the fact that we say, you should know that some animals work for people but don't work, for, some amulets work for people but don't work for animals, that's not really a different standard. That's just saying, if the amulet works, then the animal or the person can wear it. It says the Gemara, you're right. You're right. Uh, we weren't talking when we said, we weren't saying, we weren't referring to amulets, referring to shoes. People are allowed to go outside with shoes. But animals are not allowed to go outside with shoes. Okay. Right? Like horseshoes, not like uh, leather shoes. Tashma. Sachin umefarchisin la'adam, ve'in sachin umefarchisin la'behema. You can, um, you can, uh, what do you call it? You can sach, you can um, uh, anoint a human being. And you could be mefarches, you can kind of just uh, clean up and beautify, prettify the animal, you know, take off the, clean up any scabs and any dirt uh, to, to, a per, you know, to a person. You can't do that to an animal. There's a maka, there's some kind of wound, and you're not even allowed 
to uh, to deal with a behemoth's tzar, to deal with an animal's discomfort on Shabbos. It would seem that you can't do that. That there's some there's some specific prohibition to help to be a vet to help an animal that's in pain on Shabbos. Says no loy the gomer maku umishum We're talking about a scenario, scenario where the animal's not in pain, right? It's just uh, it, it feels fine. It just doesn't look so great, right? It has a scab or something, and you want to clean it up. So it's mishum tainug. So according to Shmuel, it makes perfect sense that it's forbidden. But according to Rav, uh, it's not quite as simple. But Rashi points out, we don't resolve this according to Rav, but he says Rav Tanu Upali, because of the general rule that Rav can disagree with prices uh, if he wants, uh, we're not so troubled by it. Okay. Toshma. An animal which has a, which is seized by blood, which is some, some kind of uh, you know disorder, and it gets very hot and uncomfortable and distressed, says the Gemara, you can't put it in the water so it should cool down. If the same condition happens to a person, you put him in the water and you let him cool down. The Gemara explains there's a difference. The reason it's forbidden when it comes to an animal is because you might come to Shrika Samanim. Once you, once you start doing right in general, we have a general rule. Rifua is forbidden because of the Gezeir Shrika Samanim, because of the concern that someone's going to grind up um, things for uh, for Rifua, for uh, for uh, some kind of healing poultice or uh, paste. So therefore, you can't do anything Rifua related. That's why you can't put the animal in the water. Says the Gemara, hold on a second. Nabi. Uh, a person as well. A person as well, you shouldn't be allowed to go into the water. You shouldn't be allowed to go into the water. It looks like you're doing refuah. Doing refuah is bad. You might come to grind something up. Says the Gemara, Adam Nira can make a person. He jumps into the water, even if he's sick, and he's jumping in the water to feel better. But Nira can make her. It just looks like he's trying to cool down. Says the Gemara, well, that seems like a double standard. Why can't the animal also uh, look like it's trying to cool down? I don't know the science of it, but Zemar says that uh, that's not going to work. Uh, animals don't uh, cool down in pools, which, I don't know, I thought that, maybe it's just wild animals. I thought animals do cool down in pools, but they, again, I always tend to assume, right, Rashi, Rashi ultimately says, right, if you look at, if you think about Rashi's language, Rashi's trying to, he's not saying that it's impossible to cool down an animal in its fashion, he's saying that's not how animals are generally cooled. So therefore, it's more, it'll, it'll be evident, it'll be obvious that you're trying to do reform. Okay. Says the Gemara, Ulu Behema Migazrina. Do we have this gazeta of Shrika Samanum of grinding up, that, oh, don't do anything reform related because you might come to grind things up. Do we have this rule for animals? Is that really true about Tanya? Uh, do we have such a thing as a gazeta of Rabbanon to prevent malacha in and around animals? Well, Tanya. Says the, the, we have a price that says, My animal standing outside the Tchum. Right? It can break, I can call it and say, Hey, come here, Bessie. Right? And it marches uh, out of its Tchum. It marches from outside its Tchum back inside. Um, presumably, we're sharing a Tchum. And it comes inside. We, we, we don't uh, have Xavier saying, Oh, uh, you're not allowed to do that because you might go and uh, leave, you might actually step outside the tomb yourself and drag the animal inside. It's a bit of a different case. 
it has two different, there are two different tchumen going on here. It was given to a shepherd, let's say. And so it has its own tchum. And I have a tchum. And our tchumen overlap. So in that scenario, technically, it's not really leaving. It's not leaving its tchum. It's just, it's outside my tchum. So I'm calling it in. But technically, if it were uh, out, if it were leaving its own tchum, we would indeed um, make such a thing. Fair enough. You should know that the grinding of ingredients itself is a machlekes tanoim. If it's an issue, an animal which ate a lot of karshin, a lot of um, uh, particular type of uh, beans or seeds, so it gets very uncomfortable and needs to have a bowel movement. So you shouldn't let it run back and forth. You shouldn't or drive it back and forth in the chatzer in your courtyard to to cause its bowels to loosen. Rabbi Oishia Matir, Oishia, however, permits it. So we see that certain we, we see that um, refua acts which aren't actually grinding up uh, substances are in fact uh, according to some permitted when it comes to an animal. Right? Darash Rava Halach Rava in fact taught that Allah is like Rabbaishia that. When it comes to an animal, there is no prohibition against um, uh, doing refuah acts, which might lead to shchiga samman to grinding up ingredients. Okay. Amar mar lo yitzi hazov bekis shaloi. The zov should not go out with his pouch. Fully easy mikishim that they in and goats shouldn't go out with their uh, pouch on their udders. For hatanya yitzi easy mikishim that they in. We have a price that says that goats can go out. With the pouch which is on their udders. Depends how well it's attached. If it's attached well, we're not worried that it's going to fall off and you'll pick it up. But if it's not, then we're more concerned. So, did you run out of Tanoim? Do you have a world with no Tanoim? There's a lot of Tanoim out there, a lot of different opinions. Right? He's not happy. Tanoim, this is a machlag, it's Tanoim, it's not how easy it is, it's true, it's a yaitz, it's a cool, and chutzman, or a chelis hakavunois. This is an open mission, it's our Mishnah, right? The Tanakama holds that the Ezen can go out tsururois, they can go out tied up, while Rabbi Yaisi says only certain kinds of tied up, right? Uh, except for, uh, you know, one particular way, which we still haven't, still hasn't been revealed to us what all these ways are, um, uh, a particular way the rechelis to use go out. So that's the machlekes between the Tanakama and Rabbi Yehuda. See, Rabbi Yehuda Oimer is in Yitzis Tzirurais LeYaves Avoloi LeChalev. Goats go out tied up if the tying up is supposed to dry up their udders, but not LeChalev. Not if it's supposed to catch the milk. So we see the Tanakama holds you're allowed to catch the milk, and Rabbi Yehuda holds you not allowed to catch the milk. Yes, he also holds you not allowed to catch the milk. So it's a machlekes that way. Vibai Seim says the Gemara Hav Har Bihudahi. It could even be a Bihuda. They could even both be a Behuda. So how can it be a permissible case according to Behuda? But like Kasha, Kamli Yavish, Kamli Chalev. The kiss, the bag we're talking about, sometimes is coming for the purpose of the Yavish. It's a very tightly tied bag that is there to stop lactation, to dry up the udder. Over Behuda, Tanya, excuse me, over Behuda. We learned in the Braitha. Behuda says, Maitza be Ezen based Antuchia. There were some uh, goats in Antuchia. Shalim Dadein Gassen. They had very large, thick otters. Vaslan Kisen Kidei Shalis to Dadein. And they made special Kisen uh, um, bags so that their udders um, their would not get scratched up in the thorny undergrowth. 
Okay, so we see there are some scenarios in which Rabbi Huda permits uh, bags for others. All right. There was a story of somebody, it's a famous strange Gemar, whose wife died, and she left behind a nursing baby. He wasn't able to, uh, he didn't have uh, money to pay a wedding. So what's going to do? The baby's class is going to start. He uh, became able to nurse the baby, which is a very bizarre thing. Um, and he nursed his own son. Wow, look, this guy must be very special. He had such an amazing miracle. This guy is a mess. The whole world was something he was he he, he transformed into into a grotesque creature and Akadish Baruch Hu made this uh, perfect beautiful world. Uh, perfect sorry word, but Akadish Baruch Hu made a, an incredible world and this guy had a, he, he's a freak of nature. Right? Two very different hashkafas. Um I'll review the review there's yet another angle. You see how difficult it is, how what a, what how not simple of a thing it is. Uh, Parnasa. Why? Excuse me. Shenishtanu loves the Jebereshis, right? The Indian, the, 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 the subject of um, of people's Parnasa is so severe, so serious, that the very nature of nature was changed. Amrim Nachman Teida, and I'll bring you a writer. Nachman says, I'll give you a proof. The Misrachish Nisa, there was an X, there was a change in the order of things. Veloy Evrumazaini, right? <laughs> The nays could have been a lot of uh, bread, milk, and cheese showing up in this guy's refrigerator. That's how it happened. Instead, he became able to nurse uh, his child. Right. So, um, um, so that is a very, very strange gemara with a number of interesting lessons. There's a story of a man who married a woman who was missing a limb, missing a hand. Another very strange gemara. He didn't realize she was missing a hand until the day she died. Come see how amazingly tsunua this woman was. Her husband never saw her. Very strange gemara. Because you have gemaras in other places that say a person's not allowed to marry his wife before he checks if anything. It's a mysterious gemara. Um, what do you mean? The person's supposed to look at his wife and see if she's attractive then. Before he marries her. Um, that's not so special. The fact that she's tsnua, eh, no big deal. It's amazing how uh, how tsnua this person is who never even looked at his wife. A very strange gemara. Do not recommend. Um, the uh, males, uh, sheep, uh, rams can go out. Levuvin, my levuvin. What does that word mean? Amravuna tutri. Ravuna says two by two, right? Attached in these little uh, packets of two by two. My mashma that had levuvin listen to Who? How do we know that levuvin means attached, close together? Dechsev libavtini achaisikala. It's libavtini. Yeah, libavtini achaisikala. Draw near to me, my sister. Kala the my bride. Right? Doesn't mean my sister literally. Ula Amar or Shekoshin Lahem Kenegid Libam. It's a piece of leather 
that they would tie over their chests, over their hearts. It's the right. They would tie it in front, and the leather would be in back, and it would confuse the wolves, right? Um, says the Gemara, hold on a second. Say, even nafli, a cave is laid nafli. The, the wolves uh, attack only male sheep and not female. Says the Gemara, yes, Misham the Masku Bereish Idra because they go in the front of the flock. Visit even Bereish Idra Nafli. Do the go? Do the wolves really attack only the front of the flock? Besayvigil Nafli. Do they not attack the back of the flock? El Misham the Shemeni because the rams are particularly fat. Uben is like a Shemeni. Are there no fatty females? Visu Miyadi Behan Milahani. Do wolves know how to distinguish between a female and a male? How do they know who has better meat? Ella maybe they know which one's fat. Because they walk very aggressively. They turn their heads back and forth. They walk like gangsters. And the wolves think that they're challenging them. So that's why they attack. Let's just wrap it up. A few more lines. Another suggestion. It's It's a, they would attach a leather thing um, over a leather patch over the, uh, the, um, the, the ram's genitalia. They don't want them. Uh, bothering uh, the women, they don't want them uh, attacking the females constantly. So therefore, they have to uh, they have to manage their behavior a little bit. Says so Gemara Mimai, how do we know this? Because the Mishnah says Rechelim yus can go out shechuzais. My shechuzais. What does that word mean? During the season when you want them breeding, so they would sometimes tie up the tails of the ewes. So that to make sure that the an- the male animals would notice them and mount them. So we see that that's the general thrust of the of the uh, the uh, the setup described in the Mishnah. Says the Gemara, right? So Rachel Kadesh Loyal and the Kavis of Saving Kadesh Yalu Aleim Zichar. That's the general thing. My Mashma the High Shechuzos listen to Gulu Yehu. How do we know that the word Shechuzos means revealed? Uh, says the Gemara, Dirsev Vihine is a Mishle Vihine Ishel the Krasai Shis Zayna Umetzura Leiv. A woman appears before him. She says, "I know, revealed in a in a disgusting way, uh, in a moral way, like a prostitute in a tzura slave and wily of heart." So that's that word. She says, is a matrika, is a contraction of the word. She Okay, we will.